0: Welcome to Habs Unfiltered. I'm your host Blaine Pudvey, and I'm joined now by a very special guest, Frank Nazar, a 2022 draft hopeful. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me.
0: Uh, I'm really excited to have you here, um, just to talk, basically about the draft, your your career so far. Uh, I mean, my my uh, followers they they have a ton of questions that they wanted to ask of you. Uh, clearly it's a Montreal Canadian show. So some people were asking about the first overall and other people were talking about trading up. So (laughs) you've, uh, you've piqued their interest, (laughs) but at the start, what, what kind of drew you to hockey to begin with?
1: Yeah, kind of just, I don't know. I kind of have a funny story just about how I got into it. It wasn't like uh, my parents played or anything. It was just, uh, my dad used to own a parking garage, downtown Detroit. And uh, he used to park the cars for for all the the Wings fans, and and he just kind of became a huge Wings and and hockey fan like through that. And um, one day he was just watching a game, and I, I walked into his room, and uh, I was just, like, I was intrigued, and it looked fun, and and he asked me if it, if it was something I wanted to do. So I said, yeah, and he, he signed me up.
0: And, and what age was that at?
1: Um, I think I was about like six or seven.
0: Okay. It's a it's a good time to start. Um, yeah. <clears throat> now, watching you skate, it seems like you were comp- it. It just comes as second nature. When you started, were you a a natural skater when you began?
1: Yeah, I actually, was. Uh, so my dad signed me up for like a learning to skate thing, and uh, a few of my friends from school were doing it too. And and I got on the they got on the ice and they're like holding onto the boards, and then I got on the ice and I'm like skiing around the rink, <laughs> and everybody's like like what are you you know. And, um, actually like after the first day I went there, like, uh, you don't really need to come back. Like you could start playing. So I only ended up really having to do that for like one day.
0: Uh, unlike the rest of us, uh, 35 years later, I'm still trying to learn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so do you have any cherished memories of, of youth hockey with your family, friends?
1: Um, can you like elaborate more on that as in? Well,
0: you know, like tournaments or, uh, you know, winning a certain championship, you know, going to pizza with the family afterwards, you yeah. know, that, that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, kind of just, I'd probably have to say the thing I, I really remember, like each year was just playing in the, the state championships and um, I was able to win it like the, like five years in a row. Basically, I haven't, I haven't lost a state tournament. So I, I think that was pretty cool. Just my family always showed up to those and we always got a lot of people to come out for that. And then I also have to say just like this past like two years playing with the national team, uh, I had a bunch of family come out for the games and we ran up the ticket, but the ticket boxes. So um, and then like on my birthday, also I also had so many people there. So it was, it was really cool to see everybody there just like supporting and, and watching the game.
0: That's pretty cool. Uh, sounds like fun. And yeah, now you, you mentioned your dad is a huge Wings fan and we won't hold that against him here. <laughs> I, I grew up uh, in and around Southern Ontario, Northern Ontario, so I, yeah. there are a lot of Wings fans around where I grew up. Yeah, is there any memorabilia that he got or you're inher- you've inherited from him that you really enjoy?
1: Um, uh, I no, I can't say that there's anything that like he's passed down, but uh, he definitely has this. He's a Nick Lindstrom jersey that he, he still has. And that, I think that's pretty cool. Just, I, don't know, I think Lindstrom was just a great player. He's like one of the best defensemen to play. And um, I don't know that's just like the time that he was a fan and like, he was the guy there. So I think, I, don't, I think that's pretty cool. And just the photos I see of him, like with the cop or, or like downtown, like partying with the Red Wings. So I think, I think basically just that.
0: Yeah. It's, it's uh, he honestly, he's one of the best defensemen to ever play. So yeah, it's I'm, not that bad of a, a jersey to be keeping. Yeah. <laughs> now on on your de- on your development, I mean, a lot of people overlook the human aspect of the players coming into the draft as if you guys are just assets. But what how hard was it to balance school and friends and training and the the game itself?
1: For me, honestly, it wasn't it wasn't such of a, a hard time or a big big thing to really worry about uh lucky I gotta say like lucky enough school came pretty easy for me so uh it wasn't too much to to handle and then like the friends part uh, I still have a bunch of friends like back here in like the Mount Clemens area and then just moving out to Plymouth it was just hard to kind of be able to see them but I, I have really great friends who kind of who always are like there for me and support me and like they know what I want to do so like if I can't like go hang out with them one night, they're not like mad at me or like forcing me to come out either way. It's like, all right, like we're, we're here for you. So, uh, for me, like, I, I think it was, it was pretty easy to go through.
0: That's, that's, uh, that's good actually that, um, that you're able to find that balance. That's a very important aspect, especially when you move into professional ranks, it's going to be very difficult to, to do all of it now on your development itself, hockey wise, um, how important, how, what did it mean for you to, to be brought into the USND, TDP?
1: Honestly, it was when I found out I got the phone call and, and I was asked to play there. I was, I was super almost like relieved, I guess, and, and excited because, um, that was just like growing up. That's always where you're looking at being from like this area, especially like playing there growing up. And, um, I know it was just cool to see other guys that go through there and then end up in then NHL, like playing and, and really good players and just being able to get that phone call and, and ask to play for the team was, was just amazing, I guess.
0: Now, what is it in that program? Cause they've developed a ton of NHL talent the last few years specifically. Do, is there anything special that they do? Do they put something in the water to make you guys <laughs> so good?
1: Well, <laughs> no, that was actually kind of like a joke our, our coach made about like our practices and stuff. He's like, there's nothing easy. There's no, formula in the water it's like it's just how we come in and and how we like go at things and i think it's really cool like with the programs being able to like represent our country and and they kind of put a big emphasis on that and and how we act and how we play so i think that was something that goes into it and it's just each guy shows up every day and it's just kind of something that you kind of just stack on like each day
0: kind of like an ambassadorship for your country yeah I get it. That's uh man, you guys can you stop beating Canada as often? That'd be nice. Just, you know, personal not, personal not my request. Age group.
1: Not my <laughs> age group. You, you got to ask someone different age group then maybe they'll say yeah.
0: Now, watching you play, you you have this ability to play within yourself and not get not get too overwhelmed by the the game itself. Uh, does that cool demeanor come naturally or is that something you had to develop
1: So i'm trying to think i haven't i've haven't been asked that before so it's that's something new to me you No, know, i feel like just growing up has kind of kind of always been that way and and i'm not really like the the instigator type of guy it's like i'm gonna be the guy that's gonna go down and score and i'm gonna like just walk right past skate right past you know like i'm not gonna acknowledge you i'm not gonna chirp or anything and that's kind of how it's always been growing up i just feel like why why give fuel to their fire like like if if we want to win like why why would i push them on for a couple like extra words or laugh you know like it's just i just don't think it's worth it but um no yeah i feel like i've always been like that just like growing up like there's some times where when i was playing triple a somebody would try to chirp me and like somebody from the other team would be like, "Bro, don't chirp them, don't chirp them." So, like, so that's <laughs> something that I've I've kind of always done.
0: Yeah, it's like waking uh, waking a sleeping giant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in my career, my hockey career, I uh, I might have been guilty of doing that.
1: <laughs> I mean, there's yeah. nothing wrong with it, but just not my style.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't have your skills, so I had to find something. <laughs> um, now. What kind of hockey do you feel best suits your, your personal style and what kind do you really enjoy playing?
1: Definitely just a fast, high paced game. I like being able to kind of like rotate throughout like the positions, I guess, just like kind of being able to play quick in each zone. I think that kind of suits my game the best. And, and I feel like I'm playing my best when I'm playing, like I, like I said, a high paced game and always get, keeping my feet moving. So I think that's what suits me
0: who is there anyone you try to emulate or several people you try to emulate to kind of help your game?
1: Yeah. There's two guys that I kind of like to watch and it's Bergeron and point. And I feel like the point aspect is just more of like my playing style and, and kind of like how I am as a player. And then the Bergeron aspect is um, I'm, I'm kind of new to center. I haven't really, I haven't played like that, that long, only like, I guess two years now. And, um, he was kind of the guy I looked to to get better at the position and and learn the the routings and stuff. The
0: the coverages, the defensive zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's no one better. I mean,
1: yeah. he's one of the most
0: selkies. Yeah, <laughs> so it makes perfect sense. Um, now, with the com- you you just completed the combine in Buffalo, uh, not that long ago. Um, is it? did you feel like there was something there that you were kind of using that to help showcase yourself? Or was that just one of those, I'm going through the motions to show what I got?
1: What? Sorry. What do you mean by that? As in like,
0: like you go on. in, you put all out hoping that it's more of a showcase for yourself.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like, I'm hundred percent going to take it serious. Like that's something that that's going to help me. Like, I my advisor and I talked about it and like, percentage wise and then that's like the extra percentage that's gonna push you to to the limit I guess and and I went in there just a mindset of like just just be me and just do what I normally do like it's not like nothing's changing so I went in there and and I thought I did really well and um, my my testing scores weren't at like extremely high just going through injury so I mean I'm, I'm not really too worried about that but I, I thought the interviews went really well so that's kind of something that I I took pride in cause that was something I could have done well in and knowing that the, the, um, the testing wasn't going to be the greatest. So I had to do do well in that.
0: Well, I'm sure the injury slowing you down didn't help, but did you do anything to prepare for the tests?
1: Yeah. Just, just going through workouts and, and kind of doing things like conditioning wise for the, the biking and, um, just things for the jumps, I guess. And obviously it's, for me, it wasn't as, as much as I probably could have done, but, um, it was, it was as much as I could have done in the situation.
0: Did they do anything like duct tape your feet to the bike when you were doing the VO two max? No. <laughs> Cause there's a lot of stories of guys doing that. Uh, I find it funny when, they, you know, I'm going to go so fast. I'm going to fly off the bike kind of thing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, he's, uh, <laughs> The VO, I kind of wish they did for the VO too. I think the, the pedals we had were like, you couldn't, you didn't really strap in or I don't know. It was one of the biking ones. It was like, you didn't, like your feet didn't strap in. It was just on top.
0: Well, maybe something to pass on to the younger guys, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> now uh, you mentioned the interviews. Was there any preparation with the interviews uh, so you can kind of take the nerves out of it for yourself?
1: Yeah, a little bit. Just I kind of had like a, a sheet with all the questions that I was going to expect and some weird ones and kind of went through and filled, filled it all out and then kind of just had like my family ask, ask me them. Um, and then just like throughout the year, kind of talking to the teams over Zooms and, and answering uh, sur- like survey questions, it kind of just came like through practice, I guess.
0: And what was it like to sit in an interview with someone like, say, Steve Iserman?
1: yeah it was it was it was awesome it's was, it's was really cool being able to see Steve and then Draper was also in there and then I thought it was really cool to see um Kyle Dubaz too just like watching the the series they had on on Amazon Prime so you know I was like oh man this this guy's on TV you know so uh no it was, it was really cool just being able to see those guys
0: did uh, did anyone ask you something really off the wall some really random strange question
1: Honestly, no. I kind of had just like straightforward questions almost the whole time.
0: Hmm. Not, not bad. I mean, for years yeah. they were doing these crazy "what kind of tree would you be" kind of questions. Yeah. So, well, so. I,
1: I had one where it was like, "What kind of animal would like describe your personality?" And I was like, uh, I mean, and but like to me, like that wasn't like super weird because I kind of like almost expected that from talking to a few guys like that went to the or did like the combine and stuff before, so." But I mean, that one was pretty funky.
0: I'm guessing that was the Canadians.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he, uh, Hughes seems to uh, like those, those types of questions just coming from being an agent. Yeah. Now, you have chosen to go to the University of Michigan, your, your home state school, uh, yeah. and you chose that over going to the London Knights of the OHL. What was behind your decision there?
1: Uh, I, I have nothing like against London. I, I think they're a great organization. And I think it's more just almost like the, I don't want to say backup part of it, but just like the schooling part of it. Uh, I, I like school. And I also have a coach in, in Michigan, uh, Brendan Norato, who I kind of grew up skating with. And, and I think he's a great coach. And I think he's going to help me get better. And I'm not saying like London wouldn't, but I, I just feel that um, just Michigan right now is the spot that I, I want to go to. And like, I don't know, like what's coming in the future, but as of right now, I, I like Michigan. So.
0: Well, I mean, it's it's hometown team kind of thing, so that makes yeah. perfect sense. Um, did you feel that maybe the NCAA would provide you more time for training because they don't have that that seventy game pro schedule that the OHL would have?
1: I guess in a way, when you, when you think about it, that wasn't really something like I factored in like going into to into the decision but uh, I think it was more just just like where I really like felt would be best spot for me
0: and Michigan's coming off of an unfortunate loss in the final of the Frozen Four last year did they state a goal that they wanted this year with the the new class coming in
1: no not yet I'm sure we'll get one like when we come in but uh, I think we're just gonna go in with a working mindset and and not really focus too much on that
0: and with the coaching staff there, you mentioned you, you have a coach that you've grown with um, was, is, is there any issues with the current coach not having a contract? Has anyone mentioned that or.
1: No, I, I haven't really like looked too much into it. Kind of just been doing my own thing and not really focusing on, on them. Uh, obviously I got to focus on myself and focus on getting better. So I, I just been in the gym and, and on the hives.
0: And, and, we're in the summer, you're going to have to go through all the training and all the, uh, everything you need to do to prep for the next season. Is there anything that you're going to, that you would do to decompress yourself to kind of unplug from hockey?
1: Um, yeah, I guess I kind of just like not too long ago, I took a trip to Florida. So that was kind of like my decompress from hockey, just, just a week off to kind of get away, rest my body and, kind of reset the mind and being able to just go back into it with a, with an open mind again. Just, I mean, I'm not saying it went away. It was just something that is was, was nice to take a little bit off and spend some time with family and, and friends.
0: Sounds nice. <laughs> um, we're only a couple of weeks for, uh, away from the NHL draft in Montreal. Uh, is there, is there any expectations that you personally have uh, for the experience? Has anyone given you a heads up on what to expect?
1: No, not really. uh nobody's really kind of told me like what's gonna go on. just more of kind of just like showing up, I guess, but um, no, obviously I know like how the things work and and what's gonna happen, but uh, I'm not like so sure like what's gonna happen when we get there, so I don't know like where I'm gonna go or anything like that, so it's it's just gonna be kind of like a a roller coaster and and i'm I'm just super excited for it.
0: Now, obviously, growing up in Michigan, being drafted by Detroit would be a dream. But uh, is there any team that you feel that you would be a good fit for?
1: Yeah, I feel that. Uh, I think Pittsburgh would be a good spot for me. Uh, I just feel like I could just go in there and and just help the team. And there's a lot of older guys kind of leaving. So I, I think that's a place that I feel like that's the place that I'd, I'd really like to play at. And I think they just have a great organization there, and um, it's not like a knock to any other team. That's just just how I feel, so.
0: and that's fair. And it's not that far; it's still within driving distance for your parents to make it to mm-hmm. games. So that's yeah, that's always a bonus. Um, yeah. Now, it's going to take a lot of effort to get to that point, but uh, judging by what I've seen of your game thus far, you have the work ethic for it. Do do yeah. you feel like? You're welcome. Do you feel like you got that from your parents?
1: Yeah, I I think so. I think they're definitely a factor in it and, and like the almost like the nurture of it kind of just bringing it in and just like what they've gone through and, and just being able to like overcome adversity and, and just go through things and keep working. And that's kind of something that I like to, to pride upon myself too. So it's kind of like, almost like I'm doing it for myself and then I'm doing it for them. So it's just, it's something that they've helped with.
0: Do you feel like that's an advantage for you over other players that are in this draft?
1: Uh, yeah, I think so, too. Uh, I kind of think that like maybe just some, like when, when things are like almost like given to someone like the whole time, I think that's something that like, can be a disadvantage. And I, I've had to work for for what I wanted. And and I think that's something like going through through this process and going into the future is going to help me a lot.
0: Now this is a Canadians based podcast, so um, I'm going to ask you just a little bit about the Habs. And I mean, they had that strange question, but if the Canadians were to trade up into the first for another pick in the first round, uh, are you prepared for how crazy your life's going to be over the next that next couple of weeks?
1: <laughs> what do you mean by that?
0: <laughs> well, the uh, the media glare, the fan intensity, that kind of, that kind of int-
1: spotlight. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, i i definitely say uh, I'd be prepared. I, I'm not really too much of a, like, I guess, outgoing person. I'm more of almost like a, an introvert. So, um, kind of just get through it. And I'm sure like after that, like week or, or so when I get home, it's like, I'm not going to really want to talk to anyone and I'm just going to be like by myself, <laughs> but I uh, know I definitely, I definitely be ready and, and just, be ready to give people some, some good answers and, and have fun with it.
0: And several of your teammates are going to be at this draft as well. Uh, Do you guys, are you guys planning something together just to support each other or or anything along those lines?
1: No, but we, we probably should, We, we probably should get something going, but I don't, I feel like everybody's just going to be busy with their own stuff. So there probably won't be anything that, that works out.
0: And has anybody from the previous classes of the uh, U.S. program given you guys any heads up on what to expect?
1: No, honestly, no, because the last two years have been the online one. So, like, the only guys that we've really talked to, I guess. Well, for me personally, yeah. we're um, we're online drafts, so, <laughs> so it wasn't, like, something they could really, like, give advice on.
0: And uh, the pandemic. The pandemic, I mean – the two countries, the United States and Canada approach things a little differently at different times, yeah. but how difficult was it for you to work on your game during that two year span?
1: Honestly, for me, I, I can't say it was as bad as it was for the guys from Canada. I think they had a bad, just not really being able to do anything almost besides, unless you're at home. And luckily for us, like the U S was only really like closed down for just not really too long a time. And even through that, I was able to like shoot box and stuff. But um, once things started like opening up a little bit, it was it was kind of easy for me. I've uh, a good like lifetime friend, uh, Steve Olesky, who's who's playing the NHL, who's won a Stanley Cup, and and he kind of helped me get in the ice and and I guess my, my mom helped me like get in the gym and, and just figure stuff out. So I, for me, it wasn't it wasn't too bad. So I was I was lucky enough to have a, a good situation.
0: Now, for the for the final question, I'm going to do something that's a little off the wall, kind of uh, Canadian style. But uh, if there is any one country in the world that you haven't been to yet that you would want to go to, where would it be?
1: I'd probably say Greece or Italy. I feel like to see either one of those would be really cool. Uh, I'm Italian, so I feel like if I went to Italy, it'd be cool to see that kind of the culture. And then I really like Greece. I think that'd just be a sweet place to visit. And that'd probably be like my like number one vacationing spot.
0: It sounds uh that actually sounds pretty good. I've been to both. You can't go wrong. <laughs> so what part uh, of
1: um what part of Italy did you go to? Uh the entirety. Oh really? You went through like Yeah. Yeah.
0: We did uh we did a bit of a uh a tour of the of the country for uh the military. We were doing oh, nice. grave
1: sites. Okay.
0: Going through the whole country. It was it's, it's a gorgeous country. Everyone there is so nice. It it (laughs) can't go wrong. And Greece as well. Beautiful country as well. Great people. And uh, the beaches are unbelievable. How's the food? (laughs) Really good. Really? Oh, yeah. The little hole in the wall places that uh, you'd find. Those are usually the best. Good. Now, uh, Frank, I want to thank you for coming on the show and giving me some of your time. I, I know you're busy, so I truly appreciate that.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. A lot of fun talking to you. All
0: right, thanks a lot and for my listeners. uh, Remember, if you're talking about it, so are we. Be sure to go to HabsUnfiltered.net to check out all the great giveaways, all the great sponsors, all the promo codes for each sponsor to save you money on amazing products.